The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. There it is! Hello, Farlanders! My name is Kurt. I don't even know what my intro is anymore. <laughs> how how has anybody been like keeping track of the longest time it's taken? Good gravy. There's another one, Wolfie. Uh, but welcome back to Farlands or Bust. I, I'm pretty sure welcome back, you dang noodle. I mean, it was almost not. It was almost an entire episode of just sitting in the dark, uh, in the hidey hole. But Wolfie finally woofed, and we finally exited, and can finally continue west towards the far lands here in Minecraft Beta 173. <laughs> uh, what made that extra weird is that this is a rare special episode that I'm recording old school style. That is to say, whilst not streaming. It's just you and me, my friends. Just you and me. And I. And us? No. What? Yes. Uh, for episode 804 of the series, for your Friday, October 23rd, 2020. We're still raising money for charity, as we've been doing since 2011, up to $1,882.83 for the Equal Justice Initiative over on our Tiltify campaign. You can find links, the tracker, and donation uh, links over at farlinesorbust.com or in the video description uh, or in the podcast description if you're listening via the podcast. Uh, much appreciated, everybody who continues to donate and uh, provide questions and things for me to talk about. But wait, there's more! Today, Friday, October 23rd, the day this episode's coming out, is also the beginning of the Mind Crack Marathon. Remember the Mind Crack Marathon? This was the thing where we all got together. Uh, like last time it was in Chicago, um, and then it was going to be in Seattle. Well, previous to that it was in Seattle, and then we had a whole plan, allegedly, to be in Seattle and do it. Um, and then, like many other plans in the world this last year, they ceased to be. Uh, I did just find a spawner here, a dungeon, so let's excavate that as we talk about the Mindcrack Marathon, that's right. This one is going to be in the style of the Spring Marathons, where we all stay at home. <laughs> where we all stay secluded and quarantined from each other and the world. Uh, really nothing I need here. Maybe wheat, I guess. Ooh! Oh, there was a mushroom under there, which is why that didn't fall down. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, we're doing it from the comfort of our own homes, which definitely pulls the wind out of the sails of what fall Mindcrack Marathon tends to be. But it's starting today, <laughs> as I continue to, like, make it sound not good. Uh, it's starting today, the 23rd of October, for 48 hours. I'll take that iron, thank you very much, and that single piece of wheat. That's right. 
so tune in for that. Tune in for that. It starts at 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's LA time. Friday, the 23rd, which is the day that this episode got published on YouTube. Goes for 48 hours until 1 p.m. Sunday, the 25th. That's Pacific time. The segments where I, at least, am obligated to appear. <laughs> I might, I don't know how things are totally going to be handled. I don't know if there's going to be like an open uh, call uh, for us to uh, kind of hang out in or whatever, but uh, at least the ones where you are probably guaranteed to see an appearance from me is, well, the, the first one is the least likely, but Wreckfest for Breakfast makes a return on Saturday morning, uh, 5 a.m. Pacific time, Saturday morning, which is 8 a.m. Eastern time for Cone. So that's going to be a rough one for old Kurt J. Mac. <laughs> that one's going to be a real rough wreck fest for me to participate in, but I'm going to try. And that's like a two hour time slot that we have for that. Uh, and I'm pretty sure being such an early segment, uh, Cone, the server master, will be opening it up to Wreckfest uh, regulars to, to help us enjoy some multiplayer breakfasting for Wreckfesting. And then the UHC, the first UHC, starts at 1 p.m. Pacific time, Saturday. So at the 24-hour mark from when it starts on Saturday, 1 p.m., Pacific time is the first UHC, and yes, this is the type of UHC where you donate and then uh, you get credits to then use towards giving items to your favorite UHC Mindcrack members uh, like previous versions. So I am, I am depending on your charity as well as you're putting that charity towards giving me iron and golden apples and potions and infinity enchantments are very important. Um, after I win that UHC, then the second UHC will be, once again, a bright and early 6 a.m. the next day, Sunday, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Sunday is when the second UHC is being held. So. Tune in for that, and of course, donate, and then use your donation credits towards giving me things in the game to help me win. Win! Um, and then, finally, what you've probably least expected. It is nearly Halloween time, and the final segment of this Mindcrack Marathon is a Halloween costume contest, previously known as uh, the questionable who wore it better segment of the live Mindcrack marathons, but the Halloween costume contest... Oh, that's right, I've entered the Halloween costume contest, and that's at noon on Sunday. The final hour of the Mindcrack marathon is the Halloween costume contest. What? craziness could I possibly have planned where I volunteered to take part in the Halloween costume 
contest. I'm assuming then there's going to be some sort of fan vote or something for the best uh, costume, and I'm going to win. So just make sure you add your vote to that pile. That's all I've got to say. Uh, so yeah, Mindcrack Marathon this weekend. Tune in um, on, on Twitch, mindcrackmarathon.com. Uh, donate to uh, that great cause in addition to the Far Lines or Bust cause uh, for charity. And uh, let's let's hopefully make up for the fact that this one is not an in-person one, but I think we can do just as good for the charity and for the Mindcrack Marathon continuations uh, for years to come. Indeed, indeed. Well, my spiel about that is over. Um, you know what? Let's keep going by water here. I feel like we need to make up some some some, some speed power. I do have uh, some more questions from those who've donated to the Farlands or Bust charity. Sparkle Pony asks, "What real or mythical or imagined creature would you choose to be your adventure sidekick?" Minecraft wolves, wolves notwithstanding. Um, hmm. I don't know. Dragons, dragons are pretty cool because they can fly. So it's pretty much like having a mythical airplane, uh, right? That's how that works. Yes. <laughs> um. So anything that could fly would be pretty spectacular. I feel. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess a dragon. It's a lizard. It's, it's got sometimes flames, flames <laughs> out of the sides of its head. No, out of uh, its mouth and the whole flight thing. And it's pretty much a dinosaur. Oh, Wolfie, speaking of which, hey, you didn't bark for like three minutes at the beginning of this episode. I'm, I've had about enough of you. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And uh, dragonsness, right? Dragons? Unicorn? I guess unicorns can fly. No, wait, that's not a unicorn. That's a Pegasus. What's a unicorn? I mean, do unicorns have wings? Or am I thinking of a Pegasus? Is there a pegacorn? <laughs> uh, Unisys? Because Pegasus is Pegasi tend not to really have the unicorn. Oh, what did I do that for? I'm a I, I saw the pig and then I started doing the pig thing. I should have just sheared those sheep, but I had Wolfie murder them. I mean, I guess I gotta keep him up on his murdering skills. Uh, every now and again. Let's make some more boats. I feel like I should make all new tools while I'm here too. Might as well. Up up. Oop, that's oh yep, that is that's how that works. Up up up. Gotta get better at that for UHC. Boink. Hey, give me that chicken. Oh no, I have no inventory space. Um, um, I mean, 
Um, um, what do I get rid of? <laughs> uh, I guess I could just get rid of my pickaxe. That's already dead, huh? So long, pickaxe. You will be forever floating there for the rest of time. Um, so yeah, what will yours be? Sparkle pony? A sparkle pony? Rex Races has a question. Very apt. Apt! For uh, the upcoming Mindcrack Marathon. Rex Races asks, Is good your friend? For context, I'm a Mindcrack Patreon backer, and good keeps mentioning that he doesn't know whether you see him as a friend. Let's put this to rest and get the answer we all need and want in these here now difficult times. <laughs> I does he, see you say he doesn't know whether I see him as a friend. Does he see me as a friend? See, that's the question you should be asking. Then the other answer doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You'll just have to ask him during the Mindcrack Marathon constantly and all the time. It'll be really funny if we end up on a randomly selected UHC team. Um, but seriously though, no, I don't like that guy at all. No. <laughs> um, Cone uh mentioned this and has talked about this probably on the podcast as well but i think it's more just the the type of person i am i don't make like i don't i guess i don't make the kinds of friends that good uh classifies as friends like a friend to good is quite a rude dude uh is that the saying no uh, a friend to good is like somebody who like blah, like all of discussion about life's meaning and 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 personal psychological uh, problems, family, history, uh, and deep, deep, moist conversation uh, about very personal things. I feel like that is what Good considers friend. But I'm not that way with anybody. Like, honestly, specific. I was gonna say even my family, but specifically my family. Um, but I don't even have any friends that I get that close to. The girlfriend, yes, that's, I feel like, reserved for that. And this is my own misgivings or whatever you want to call them. Uh, I realize you can and probably even should have close friends um but i just never and have never gotten that way with with people i consider friends now i've had some conversations with good specifically even uh usually in person uh i guess it, it is more more keen oh uh, that was close <laughs> to uh i'm more keen to develop closer friendships in person and the fact that good and nobody is close nearby in person makes that difficult. But I've had some specific conversations with good, specifically. Uh, similarly with beef. Uh, you know, if we ended up going out to breakfast after uh, a uh, a long night of partying, you know, beef and I. 
uh, at a at a convention or whatever. Um, you know, we'll talk about more real life stuff. Um, so I think where Good is confused, <laughs> and let's admit he's confused, uh, is that that hasn't held over to just like online. And I feel like Cone explained that very well. Like, I'm, I'm more of a f like brother type friend than say like a close friend. In that, yes, clearly we're friends, but it's more of just like a passing, almost like surf. It's surface level, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just don't. And I, I know, like, other people, you know, after they're done streaming or whatever, get in these long conversations, either on Discord or, or over calls or whatever. And I'm just not about that. I'm not about voice calls uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And I just never, I never delve that deep. Like, I check up if I feel like people are having a hard time. Or, you know, like I was in contact with Cone while he was like moving and figuring out what to do with moving and stuff like that. Um, and he the same with me uh, as I was doing that from Arizona to here and Seattle. So, but, but yeah, it's not like a... Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Does that make sense? So I think that's where Good gets confused. Because I am pretty shallow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean uh, just like this water here. Uh, no, but just like surface level friendships. So I don't, I don't, I don't get that that deep. Um, that's just uh, my personality. I keep a lot of that stuff to myself, or or just between the the super duper close uh, relationships that I have in my life. The end. <laughs> the end. Um, to be continued. So yeah. Is good your friend? Dot dot dot. Next question. An anonymous, which I feel like is a pseudonym. Have you ever gone on any winter hikes in the Cascades? Uh, where are the Cascades? Are those the ones that are right here next to Seattle? I don't know the geographical features names specifically. I don't know them. I'm not on a first name basis. I'm not their friend. I hear snowshoe hikes are quite popular and beautiful, but I for one am too afraid to drive on snowy gravel forest roads in my tiny hybrid. Um, from Ann Anonymous. I... A couple years ago, went on, in like February on some hikes, uh, and honestly, specifically if you're coming from Seattle, I didn't have any problems with like the roads being snowy or anything like that. Uh, particularly if you choose like a popular hike that has the trailhead that's right off a main road. Um, there was only one time that I ended up being in a parking lot that was ice-packed. Um, but with my 2015 Subaru XV Crosstrek symmetrical all-wheel drive, I was able to handle that with ease. Sponsor. Maybe. Um, so, no. 
Uh, I haven't had that problem with, like, driving. Yeah, as long as you don't go out into the boonies. And obviously during the winter, a lot of the passes, mountain passes, are closed uh, because of snowpack. Um, but no, you can have... I, I've never done snowshoeing. I don't know, that seems really awkward <laughs> and difficult. I have done, like, just normal hikes. I even had a video up it, of it up. Didn't I do, like, Heather Lake and or Lake 22 in the winter? And uh, I had my micro tiny little spikes uh, that clamp on, that will clamp onto your, your boots, which were very helpful. Um, some people were snowshoeing, but I was fine with the clamp-on spikes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty enjoyable. I'm not sure if I prefer that to summer hiking, just because I don't like being hot and humid and sweaty and uncomfortable. I feel like I do a lot better in colder temperatures. Perhaps it's because I'm from the Midwest in the Chicago area. But, uh... So, yeah, I have a couple. And I, I, me and the girlfriend have talked about it, that it would be something interesting to do this year. Just because our summer hikes got kind of ruined by, you know... Like I mentioned before, everything. Um, so yeah, I have. And, and yeah, I mean, you don't need to, like I said, go deep, deep into the wilderness. There are quite a few good hikes that start out, you know, low and you do do some climbing. So you end up in the snowpack above the snow line. Uh, and then that counts as your, your winter hike, I guess. Indeed. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. <laughs> And a micro spikesness. <laughs> micro spikeitude. Oh, shovel. No, wait. What broke? Oh, nothing broke. That was just. Okay, whatever. Indeed. Woof. Dravir with another donation, asks, what is your opinion about Mohyang Minecraft accounts being forced to migrate to a Microsoft account? This is Minecraft Java. Uh, this is, this is, this is hot, hot news. Hot off the presses. Um, get your, get your hot takes here on Far Lands or Bust. Um, so yeah, they just announced that Java accounts needs to be transferred to Microsoft accounts. Um, unhappy? Have no opinion? If no opinion, what color? What color have your socks today? That is an interesting way to ask that question. Uh, hold on, let me check. They are gray with some merled red accents. I've been wearing a lot of, speaking of hiking, hiking socks. They're just good all-around socks. Keep your feet warm, they're thick, uh, moisture wicking, uh, but those are my socks. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that is kind of annoying. I do wonder what it's going to do, say, because I do have like a Microsoft Games account, an Xbox account, because I have an Xbox. Um, so, like, I don't mind that, but I wonder, will I have to create, and I'm sure these answers are out there, I just didn't bother to look at them. Will I need to create a new one to then attach my Minecraft Java to? 
or can I merge it? And then in the merging, what happens? What breaks? Um, like the, it's already been broken in here in Far Lands or Bust, where uh, my skin can't be loaded from the skin uh, repository, so I've just had to uh, replace the, the default Steve skin in the installation with with my Kerchemac non copyright infringing skin. Um, so yeah, I always do like worry whenever they make a change like that, Wolfie, like what it's gonna do for me logging in and playing this version of Minecraft, right? Um, but is it that big of a deal? Not to me, not to me. I mean, it's it's a bigger kind of deal when it comes attached to a lot of things. Like I see a lot of this, the Oculus stuff now. In order to use your Oculus Rift. You need to have a Facebook account, and you all y'all snows how I feel about Facebook already. I I done deleted that years ago. Deleted, separated, and discontinued. Um, so then, to specifically require people who have, say, a device and have been using a device, and then suddenly say no. In order to keep using that device that you own and bought, you need to have give us all this and have this account. You know, it's like it's like it, it kind of feels like the uh, cable company requiring you to have TV subscription with your internet subscription, just so that they can artificially inflate their TV subscription uh, numbers. And later fees. Um, so yeah, the, the Minecraft thing, I I I, I guess I'm I'm honest. I don't I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. Um, but it it makes sense. I mean, theoretical. Excuse me. Theoretically, I suppose it might be more secure. That way, there's not like two different databases and places that they have to keep logins for various things. I don't know. Probably not. I'm no security expert. Um, so yeah, that's happening, but eh. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't think it's really going to change my life. Uh, specifically, since I don't even play current versions of the games. Uh, regardless, finally here, Jinglestog asks, much like the oh! Is good your friend? Question. Uh, a question of, of high and nigh controversy. Jinglestog asks, what's the big what's the deal? What's the big deal with putting ketchup on a hot dog? What are some other outside-the-box condiments or additions that are acceptable for hot dogs, in your opinion? It's just a stupid thing. <laughs> like it's not I mean I it's it's fun to say, but honestly I'm I'm sick of it. <laughs> like I was kind of playing it up. It's a Chicago thing. Uh all you know everybody for me growing up would drill it into my head that as a Chicago in uh you cannot put ketchup 
on a hot dog if you're over the age of 12 or something like that. Um, I don't know where, I don't know the specific source of it. I'm sure somebody could figure it out and provide me with a Wikipedia entry or something, but I really don't care. I still put ketchup on my hot dogs in addition to whatever other toppings I have around. Um, would I prefer like an actual Chicago-style hot dog? Probably, but when am I going to have all 16 ingredients <laughs> in my home? Um, for my home hot dog consumption. So, yeah, that, it's just a Chicago thing. Just like I'm sure, like, oh, if you're from New York, you gotta have a big, flat, floppy, greasy slice of pizza. Um, there, there's stuff like that, just regional uh, things to kind of make people feel like you're in a club, you're in a group, uh, and everybody else is wrong. Um, I, I think it's where that originates. Uh, I mean, just like similarly, I've heard like Chicago sports, like don't don't do the wave in the audience. You know, the wave like that's not a Chicago thing. Don't do it. Um, and I remember being a kid and going to like a baseball game and like some people started doing the wave and I was told, no, we don't do the wave <laughs> like it's some religious uh, noble religious cause or something like that that we're upholding. Um, but it's I, it's all like just superstition, uh, uh, macho gesturing, I suppose, even. Um, and yeah, just the whole tribalism, I guess, um, that you could probably trace that down to. Uh, so yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't care if you put ketchup on a hot dog. Um, I do care, however, if you put barbecue sauce on french fries. How dare you? No, I don't. <laughs> um, what are any outside the box condiments? I mean, like, I've. I've ooh, what's going on in here? Oh. Oh, there's a little. It's the, it's the episode of the hidden mushrooms. We had that little red mushroom in the, uh, in the spawner, and now this little brown one has a nice little. Luxury suite for all to itself. Um, I mean, I've I've tried all sorts of different toppings. When I was a kid, I used to have make myself hot dogs for lunch, and I would wrap in a slice of American cheese around it and put it in the microwave so that the cheese would melt around the hot dog. Uh, that was always good. Sometimes I would put coleslaw on a hot dog. I think that's kind of a St. Louis thing. That's a St. Louis dog thing. Chili dogs are just too messy for me. If I want chili, I'm gonna just have chili. Um, so that's that that's 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 too much. That's madness, and that should be stopped at all costs. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I have any like I put I've put like hot sauce. If I have like tapatio hot sauce, I'll put that on a hot dog. Um, I'm not I'm not a huge mustard fan. So if there is mustard, there's gotta be a much more dominant other condiment uh to kind of cut the mustardy nastiness. <laughs> um pickles, pickle relish. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've had like a, a true hot dog. There's no good gluten-free buns. 
There's all these big fluffy buns that aren't bun-like. <laughs> Dang gluten. Um, but yeah, no, I, that that's really not that big of a deal. Like it's kind. Of, it was jokingly like ha 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 at first, but then like Cone was actually like upset by it when we were in Chicago and he had a hot dog. He actually did have a Chicago style hot dog and he liked it. But yeah, whatever. Put ketchup on your hot dog. I don't care. <laughs> that is the least of my worries in this world. Um, you know what isn't the least of my worries? Waking up at 5 a.m. to do Rackfest for breakfast as part of the Mind Crack Marathon, like I mentioned earlier, starts right now. Well, I don't know about right now. I'm going to try to get this episode up before 1 p.m. Pacific Time, Friday, the 23rd, which is when it does begin. Uh, tune in uh, if you have the capability to donate and support the Mind Crack Marathon cause. That would be very awesome, as well as then using that to help me specifically and me alone in the UHCs. That would also be very helpful. Right, I've got like all this inventory jazz. Get out of here. Ooh, don't need that. Whoop. And uh, yeah, when you're not doing that, you can also go to farlandsorbus.com and support our charity fundraiser here in the eighth season of the series. Woof, let's make some bet. Now you bark incessantly. <laughs> Where were you at the beginning of the episode? Up, 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 up. Three beds. One down. Get the workbench. And yeah, I do appreciate you tuning in to episode 804 of Far Lands of Busts. I'll see you this weekend, like I said, on the Mind Crack Marathon. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. Dragons.